Tuna back into the selling on Amazon course. Uh, with this video, we're going to talk about what might be a little confusing because I know we talked about previously two different business models of launching products or or uh, selling products that currently exist on Amazon. But Amazon has two different fulfillment systems within um, their platform too that you can use, which I may sometimes refer to them as different business models because they kind of are, but but it there is a, a line in this. This is not something, think of this more as the way you fulfill your orders rather than an actual business model. So if I do say that it's a bit different business model, that term is not 100% correct. So just know in your head that I'm just stating it a little incorrectly. So. All right, so what are the differences between MFN and FBA? To simplify it down to the simplest point, MFN means that you have inventory, you store it in your warehouse. When a customer buys an item, Amazon sends you an email and you pick that item and you ship it to, to the customer through whatever fulfillment channel you might use, whether it be USPS, UPS, FedEx, whatever. FBA is a little bit different because what happens is you bring the product into your warehouse, you prep it, you ship it into an Amazon warehouse, and then Amazon just basically takes over from there. So Amazon will receive the items into their warehouse, put them on a shelf, and when the item sells, they don't, they'll send you an email letting you know it's sold, but you don't have to do anything. They pick it, they ship it to the customer on your behalf, and then they charge you fees for doing that. So Amazon is not just a very nice company. They're not going to do that for free. So um to start out we're going to start out by looking at the first model uh before we go into mfn one thing i want to make sure people understand is that if you read about selling on amazon everything you're going to read is tell is going to tell you to do fba people people don't even really talk about merchant fulfilled out there and while there is a good reason for that i also want you to understand that a lot of the reason why people talk about fba and don't talk about merchant fulfilled is because right now fba is the sexy exciting thing that everybody wants to get into um i would love to tell you that out on the internet and just general people can general consensus of things is very like targeted and focused and but it's not people are attracted to, to shiny objects and right now that shiny object is fba so just because you read and everybody is talking about fba does not mean that fba is the only business model for you and is the only is the only system you should be looking at when launching an amazon business you should understand both these models and figure out which one works better for you to go into my business and um, I sell books and media, so with books and media, to me, if you ask me, the only model today that is viable for a um uh FB or for an Amazon bookseller is to do a hybrid between these two. And the reason for that is is because earlier this year, Amazon went through and started heavily restricting the amount of items that you could sell or send into their warehouses. Now, I don't want to go into the really gritty details of why this is, but 
Because of books, the way books work, books are considered a very long tail item. What that means is that you might buy a book today for a dollar. You might be able to sell it for $60, but it might take six months for you to sell that item. Um, that's considered a long tail item. And Amazon's warehouses hate long tail items because they want everything that comes into their warehouses to go out within 30 days. There is not a vile, it is not conceivable for you to evaluate a book and figure out, oh yeah, this book is going to go out in, in 60 days. I shouldn't say that that's probably a viable thing to do, but to build a business on just those books, is going to be extremely difficult because most of the prices are tanked out and there's no value in those books. Where you get your value from book selling is in longer tail items, items that might take six months to sell and you just have to have 6,000 of those books or whatever amount sitting there and each month a small portion of those books are going to sell and and that's how you're going to make your money. Well, with these changes to FBA, this has become virtually impossible and, and I'm sure that other people will disagree with this, but I think your average bookseller that is only selling books is going to find it very difficult to get above maybe one to 2,000 items that you can send into FBA. And one to 2,000 books on, on selling on Amazon, that isn't a bad business. I mean, that is certainly a very nice high side hustle. But if you really want to take it to the next level, you have to be able to have a bank of more than two, one to 2,000 books. And it's just not feasible with FBA. So that's where the MFN strategy steps in. And after you, like my, my recommendation to somebody that's starting out is go FBA, full hard on. And once you max out your FBA capacity, then you look at, okay, now I want to switch to MFN and run a hybrid model. And and that's going to enable you to grow basically your business as big as you want. So enough said about that. I want to just jump over and start. I want to get through. We're going to talk about the MFN system in this video. We'll come back next week with the FBA system. Okay. So as I mentioned, these are the two systems, Merchant Fulfilled and Fulfilled by Amazon. So. All right, what are the advantages to MFN? There's three key things, and we kind of touched on this a little bit. So um, the number one is there's no inventory limitations. So never in the history of Amazon that I know of have they limited the amount of items that an, a merchant-fulfilled seller can list. Um, they're constantly doing it on the FBA side because they have to keep their their uh, warehouses from becoming overwhelmed. There, are, there has been times in history where they've just not had enough staff and they've had boxes of stuff stacking up from sellers because the employees just couldn't get it through and get it all checked in. And so they've, over the years, they've just slowly um, started putting in limitations so that their warehouses don't get filled up so that their staff doesn't get overwhelmed and all these things and you don't have any of that at on the merchant fulfilled side they will never limit you because they don't have to worry about all that all they have to do is take the listing 
plop it up online and everything's good to go. So if if you you feel like and I, I don't know another category that's quite the same as books, but I'm sure there are other categories out there. But where inventory limitations are going to become an issue, you definitely want to look at how can I make MFN work for me? Because it's it's just a you got to have it because um, there's just not going to be enough space in your FBA store to really build a sustainable long term business. Um, another advantage to MFN is there's no long-term storage fees. And this is a very interesting one. And actually, so like I said, the FBA limitations came in earlier in 2021. And I never realized this benefit until I was forced to, I mean, I did use MFN earlier in my business, but that was because that was before FBA existed. And once FBA came on the scene, I pretty much switched exclusively to FBA. All of the clients I work with were pretty much FBA. But then when these these storage limitations came in, we all had to start switching over to MFN. And one of the things I learned about MFN is when you're doing FBA, so after six or 12 months, Amazon will start charging you these ridiculous fees to keep an item in stock that hasn't sold. And so the whole game with FBA and selling books was that you wanted to keep the books at a level where they would sell relatively fast. You didn't want to send something in that maybe had a huge profit, but you knew it could possibly take three years to sell because of these fees. You didn't want to pay these fees. And, and what I learned when I switched over to MFN is like, the the books that fall into this criteria where they're very long tail but have a huge amount of profit in them is an astonishing number of books and from week to week day to day when i was ordering books i was skipping over all these books because i knew that they would take forever to sell well the day i switched to an mfn model i realized there is no reason why i shouldn't be buying those books now because those books now have a huge amount of in, uh, of revenue or profit in them, and I can hold them forever because I'll just put them on my shelf, and they can sit there for five years. And if it, if in five years they sell, if if you sell a book that you bought for a dollar for five hundred dollars in five years, that's a hell of a turn turnaround. And the beauty with this is is if you know, you look at that and you're like, well, I don't want to buy a book and wait five years to sell it. But the but the simple fact of it is, is you build this bank of thousands of thousands of books where the book you bought five years ago is going to sell today. But a book that you bought now might sell five years from now. But it, it doesn't feel like it's taking five years because every year new books are surfacing and they're selling. So it almost feels like you are selling that book that you bought for $1 for $500 that month because maybe another book that's been sitting there for 3 years sells that month. I don't I that's kind of hard to explain, but but it's just the very nature of the way books work is very different. And the biggest thing you have to understand about it is that having that big bank of books is how you're going to have success. You know, 
the more books that you have that sell at a profit, the better off you are. And with a long-term storage fees are a huge hurdle to get over because it just cuts you off from half the books that are out there. And so what I learned basically from the long-term storage fee by eliminating the long-term storage fee on Merchant Fulfilled, I was now able, I was basically tapping into another completely different. Now there was overlap between what I was buying with FBA and what I was buying on Merchant Fulfilled. But Merchant Fulfilled encompassed so many more books that I was passing up on that I could now buy three times as many books as what I was buying when I was just FBA. So there is a huge advantage to eliminating that problem of not having, of having a time constraint on how long you can sell it. I mean, you can use the argument, and we'll go into this in the FBA section, that FBA, you know, Amazon gives FBA sellers all this extra weight and they're more likely to get the sale because they're an FBA seller. And all that is true. But simply put, a lot of books are out there. There's a lot of money in books out there that FBA sellers don't even touch. And why would you cut yourself off from that when all you have to do is put them on a shelf in your house or, you know, um, or you can find a third-party service to fulfill these items for you and open yourself up to a whole new bucket of inventory. So uh, the final one is, uh, and this is one of the things, this is with, with MFN, now you do a much, you have much more control over dealing with customer complaints. You have much more control. You understand, you know, if you get a complaint from a customer saying a package was damaged or something in shipment, you didn't ship that package out Amazon did, so you have no idea. You have no idea if there's an issue that, that needs to be corrected, if maybe that particular product needs to be uh, packaged differently so it doesn't get damaged, you have no idea. And, Yes, Amazon like provides little dispositions, we'll call them, of the reason for the customer's return, but all that data is completely garbage because that data is entered by the customer and generally the customer says the item's defective because that gets them free return shipping when it could be a completely different reason why they're returning the item. So it does give you a whole lot more control over your fulfillment process. Me personally, I will tell you that this is one of the things that you will hear a lot of people talk about as a huge advantage to have a to merchant fulfilled. I do not find this to be an advantage. This is a difference. And if you choose to do FBA, you are going to figure out that FBA is, you're just going to learn how to, how to work within the way FBA works. And on the flip side, you're going to learn how to work within the way Merchant Fulfilled works. So this is a difference, but this is a hurdle that's very easy to get over because it's just it's just something you accept and you learn to work with if you choose to use FBA. So if you're looking at this and saying, well, I am going to do all MFN because that is so important to me, my advice would be to you to think about that twice because that really 
To me, that is by far the least important advantage on this screen that you're seeing right now. So like everything, we talk about advantages, but what are the disadvantages? Um, so the biggest disadvantage and something, especially if you're looking at possibly building like a passive income stream or you want to keep this business as simple as possible, which Amazon is a great strat, great platform to cr create a business to keep it as simple as possible. One of the biggest things is, is that when you use FBA, you're not responsible for any of that shipping and prepping and getting orders ready and shipped out part of the business. So by adding MFN into your business model, you are now responsible for all that. So you have two days to ship out any order that comes through. You have to you have to deal with the customer's complaints about the item. You can just a whole other, that whole fulfillment end of, of the business, that's not your responsibility. Whereas when you use FBA, FBA literally, Amazon takes care of everything. So they'll ship the item out to the customer. They'll accept the return. They'll deal with customer support. If the customer has an issue, they can call in and get issues. So by opening yourself up and using MFN, you have a little more responsibility within your business. On the flip side of that, like we discussed in the last slide, that also gives you more power and more strategy and more control of that aspect of the business rather than turning that all over to Amazon and letting Amazon deal with it the way they want to deal with it. Uh, something we'll talk more in detail about in the FBA section in the next video is that there's less prime benefits. And what that means is if you're familiar with the prime program that gives sellers two-day shipping on almost everything they buy, which is a huge, huge, huge uh, appeal to customers to know that they're going to get that item in a very timely fashion. And that if you're selling books, this is even a bigger thing because the default on the merchant fulfilled side of selling, sending books is, is media mail. And media mail is about the slowest uh, shipping method that any carrier provides in the, in the U United States. So to go from 14 to 21 days of sh to get something shipped to you, to two-day shipping is a huge benefit that customers love. So if you're sending everything in FBA, and this is why I tell everybody, default first FBA, because you want as many of your items to be have that Prime badge. And the best way to get that Prime badge is through the FBA program. So, but on the flip side though, there is gonna be a point where you're gonna hit it and Amazon's gonna say no more. And there is a lot of argument right now in, in the in, out in the Amazon seller world of whether you can you can work around these restrictions. And my personal opinion is within the book commun within the book and within the book business model, you cannot work around these restrictions because the books just don't turn fast enough to work around the restrictions. You get into a different business model like wholesaling where you're selling a hundred of a skew in a day. Yeah, that you can work around inventory restrictions. They'll just keep letting you send stuff in. But if you want to build a book business, it's it's just it doesn't work the same way as say like a wholesale if you're selling diapers. It just it's a completely different beast. So you're you have to accept the fact that you're gonna hit the end of your FBA in inventory space and 
you need to take on these additional responsibilities, lose those prime benefits. But there is a lot to be gained because you're opening yourself up to being able to sell longer tail books. And longer tail books have way more margin in, in them. And yes, you lose prime benefits, but a lot of those longer tail books you're going to sell, no, I mean, very, very few FBA sellers are going to be able to sell those books. So it's really not going to matter because you're going to list that book as MFN. And guess what? Everybody else that's going to be selling it is going to also be MFN. So from that perspective, then you're looking at it and saying, well, I'm not really losing much because it's not like the customer can choose the FBA seller over me because there is no FBA seller. So, and the final disadvantage to MFN is that you're less likely to win the buy box. And this just, it, this is directly connected to the prime benefits. Um, you're more likely to win the buy box if uh, you're a prime seller. And being that with MFN, you're not going to be a prime seller then you're going to be less likely to win the buy box. Not that you can, um, you can't win the buy box. It just means that you're less likely to win the buy box. I, as a merchant fulfilled seller, I, I win the buy box on plenty of items. And like I just spoke about in the previous little thing where a lot of the books that you might sell as an MFN seller, no prime seller is going to sell just because it's too long tail. And guess what? When that happens, if there's nobody prime on the on the uh, on the listing, what's going to happen is Amazon now has to choose from the MFN seller. So an MFN seller is going to get that buy box. Um, unfortunately, in the MFN selling space, there's a lot of really huge players, and they typically win the buy box if they have it. But you still do have enough of an opportunity to win that buy box. So. I hope this kind of clarified what MFN is, gave you some aspects to think about with it in MFN. Um, but this is what I would tell you is, is that if you're looking at just getting started at this point in Amazon, um, stay tuned, listen to the FBA section because the FBA section is definitely the part you want to start with. This to me is more of a down the road thing. Once you hit a certain level, and FBA just can't do what you need it to do anymore, that then you switch over to MFN and, and get started with MFN. So thanks everybody for tuning into this video. We'll be back in a week with the FBA section of this. And I don't think I've said this in previous videos, but if you do have any questions about this content, you can reach out to me at sales at kingsridgemedia.com and we will see you on the next video.